You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, here with Jeff and Ken, and uh, you just got back from sunny California. Are you... Sunny California. Are you depressed now that it was snowing in like negative five today? I knew what to expect. It was still a rude awakening. I wasn't upset, but... Actually, today is just below freezing, so it's not too bad. I noticed uh, more birds were chirping this Mm -hmm. morning instead of going... (laughs) Right. And oh I, I know you've been like knitting uh, sort of nipple covers too because your nipples get really, really cold. That's my problem? Yeah. Not your problem. My nipples are always don't, cold regardless. Don't, uh, don't uh, deflect onto me. <laughs> no, I'm always cold. As you know, we always wear long johns together. Mm-hmm. Not today though because I can see your skin. I am wearing long johns. Oh, oh I'm below. Below. Oh, okay. Normally yeah, I, I wear both. just not wearing a shirt. Yeah, Ken and Actually, I Actually, my visual jokes don't work. Why is that? It's a podcast. No. Why, why don't the visual gags work today? Oh, well, today, yes, of all days. Well, you just heard Matt's voice, uh, and uh, Matt isn't in studio today. He didn't He didn't move back to L.A., so he's not coming over us, coming to us from Skype or anything like that, but uh, he is running a special game today. I'm going to introduce him and uh, who's helping him today, one of our great uh, patrons, a savage superstar on Patreon, Jane Carmichael. So let's introduce Matt and Jane. How are you guys doing today? Oh, Good. We're doing just fine, as long as the technical things hold up and our laptop doesn't explode. So what's going on today? Like what, what's happening in the background here? Uh, in the background, this game is actually being played live uh, via Twitch and Triv now. So uh, we were posting about it in the crop all week. We're going to try this out and see how it works. And if it's successful and you guys really like it, we're going to try to do monthly live games that you guys can play along with us. That's great. And this is, yeah, like you said, it's the first time we're doing this. We'll see how it works. But um it's using the TrivNow app, and uh, people are going to be playing on their phones. Uh, is that right, Matt, against us? Yes. You guys are now competing against 24 teams who are playing live. No, 25. So wow. uh, your odds of winning went way down. Since yes, it was extra seven one earlier. <laughs> it was seven teams earlier, and now, uh, now it's not it's looking an, so good. An explosion of teams. That's awesome. And uh, the people at home playing on uh, on their computers and their car, you know, commuting, working out, whatever, you're just listening to a normal episode, but everyone on TripNow uh, who's playing right now is doing it live. So it's just something new we're trying. And uh, Jeff, Ken, and myself, we're going to do a three for all today. So we're just going to play solo like our old games, like the first 20 episodes. A threesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. No, but, no a three like, for a all. We're all separate. triviality oh. threesome. 
how about the search engine uh, returns for that one um, in our SEO? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, we're excited to play each other. Um, but uh, I guess we need to hear the rules um, to figure out how to play the game. And Matt, you tracked down someone for, for months in order to get a special rules read. Do you want to tease that or you just want to uh, play not, it? You know, not me. I would say it was my lovely girlfriend, Jane, who we did not introduce, who is also here. <laughs> Hello. Um, very, very rude hosting by Neil. Um, he did. I did introduce you both. <laughs> oh, well, that was me not paying attention. <laughs> That's bad boyfriend, not bad host. <laughs> <laughs> bad <fair>. babysitting um, <laughs> well this this uh special guest read of the rules is by somebody who uh i think ken is going to be really excited to hear um when he's doing the editing yes it's 100 percent um i said it wasn't springsteen madonna anyone from nirvana uh, i believe it's the bass player from bowling for soup so let's cue that up hey everybody out there in triviality land it's uh chris i'm in bowling for soup uh, I'm here to explain the rules of the game. Yeah, so anyway, the rules of the game are simple. Uh, 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. That's right, 10. So, 10. At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by this week's host, who I don't know the host is. It's not me. I'm just here to explain the rules. Don't yell at me. Anyway, after regulations, player will enter the final round with the points that they have accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. And at the end of the game, someone will be named Cream of the Crop. That's right. Cream of the Crop. Rise to the top. Never eat the pig because the pig is a cop. Or better yet, a Terminator. You know that song. Said, get it, yeah, now get up and jump around. You're playing trivia, damn it. Let's do this. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. I believe that's a guitar player for Bowling for Soup. Yeah, he Am plays wrong? a stringed instrument. He I plays don't... a stringed instrument. Is he the one that flicks the guitar picks? He's the one who flicks the guitar picks, yeah. Okay, because I've seen him live, I think, once. Once or twice, but he's, he seemed that way. Yeah, so, so of the triviality people, who do you think has actually met Bowling for Soup? In person. That's right. It's Ken. Oh, you met them in person? <laughs> yeah, they were at JBTV. I, oh. I shot Bowling for Soup. With what kind of weapon? No, Film. not like that. <laughs> with a with a HD camera. Uh, it seems like they were nice. Maybe they and remembered you. I think you actually and... I was right down on the floor getting the close-ups of that guy. So maybe we can have him on the show and I can explain that I don't dislike them. Right. In fact, I like them. It's just disproportionate trivia. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, and Jane, um, you uh, helped put this game together today. Any advice for the people playing on their apps or at home before we, we get going? Because we're a little nervous to see if we can actually beat anyone. Um, I would say that the questions that Matt contributed are very characteristically Matt, so look out for those clues that may help you along with the answer. Goody. All right. <laughs> um, and this is a special Valentine's Day game. Uh, Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day is next week, um, so or probably in the past if you're listening to this, so that's another reason why it makes sense to stream and pay attention to what we're doing. Um, you guys ready to play the game? I'm ready to be hurt again. A typical Valentine's Day for us all. Let's, let's go for it. Sounds sweet. Question one. According to dating site Zeusk, there are three kinds of love in your life. Agape, 
Eros and this brotherly type, which may remind you of a certain U.S. city. I think I know. Oh, I'm good. Oh, geez. Okay, I'll talk out loud. Uh, brotherly type makes me think of Philadelphia, Agape, Eros, Agave, and Asai. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what it says. Now into berries. So Philly, maybe it's which may remind you of certain years in this brotherly type. Yeah, I guess I'll just put Philly. I don't think that's right, but whatever. I'll start off on a wrong note. That's what I'm locking in with. I think he's close. I said uh, filial. Yeah, I said philia, filial. Uh, that is correct. Filio or philos? Is that what yes. it is? I'm really close to that. But we'll take all Philly-related references here. Oh, look at that. You're, yeah. you're accepting that from Neil? We're, sure, yeah. <laughs> Um, How about Fidelio? Neil can fizzle up today. Is As some of you may know, I've I've dabbled in the philosophy. Uh, philia, Sophia, is the love of wisdom. Mm, great. <laughs> in Greek. All right, we're going to go on to question two. Speaking of Eros, to whom was this Greek god married? She was so pretty that even Aphrodite was jealous. I guess she got really into his head. I can, I, I'm, I'm getting it halfway here. I have been playing Hades. I don't think it's helping. <laughs> the and and it got uh, the Greek god got into his head is what you mm -hmm. said. That is the clue. What are you guys thinking? Are you are you a little lost? I'm a little lost. I I know the references, but I keep thinking Helen of Troy, but that's not a god. And um, I know I think I know who it is. I just I can't pull the name. Um, I know who Eros is, so that's half. That's half the battle. I guess she really got into his head. Kylie Minogue? <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't pull this one. So you give up? We're all giving up. Um, I'm saying Persephone, which is wrong. Ah, that makes she's mm -hmm. married to Hades, but... That makes me think of Hades Town. Yeah, I just... Uh, I know that this isn't uh, the right answer, but it is a god who uh, is very powerful and smart, and I said Athena. Yeah, Damn. I also just guessed Athena because I had no better guess. Yeah, Athena was a very popular wrong answer, uh, but the correct answer was Psyche. Mm. Ah, yes. Getting into his head. Good what a clue. clue. Good clue. Good clue. I didn't know Who Psyche were... was uh, that beautiful, like in lore. Oh, very beautiful. Very beautiful. It was a show Matt and I enjoy that was on USA Network for a long time. Yeah. Psyche? Yeah. <laughs> this next question is something that... Uh, I'm hoping that, that Neil's got a little bit of a, an inroad in here. Uh, it's a movie question. So question three. This 1989 movie stars the same trio from the 1984 movie Romancing the Stone and was adapted from a 1981 novel by Warren Adler. Okay. Um, it's funny. I just, saw I, can like in. I just saw some trivia about Romancing the Stone the other day, and I can't remember any of it. All I could remember is, oh, this is where they got the name for that episode of Rick and Morty from. Yeah. Are you going with the sequel? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not going with the sequel. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm Romance just going to go with the, the sequel. Romancing the Stone, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the sequel, so I'm locked in. Are you locked in, Jeff? Oh, I don't know this at all. Okay, so I'm Romancing the movies. Romancing the Stone. Uh, Robert Zemeckis directed it. It's Michael Douglas, uh, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito. Michael Douglas's famous roommate. They're best friends. Um, this movie, um, I always mistake for the actual war because I know nothing about the war that it's named after, but I know the movie, and the movie is the War of the Roses. Is my guess? Oh, mm. I said the Jewel of the Nile, which is the sequel. sequel. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Jeff and, says nothing. Uh, answer is the War of the Roses. Good job, Neil. Thank you. I still don't know what that war is about. Um, just watch Game of Thrones, Neil. 
Oh, that's that's uh, Diana Rigg. Is that the War of the Rose there? Yeah. It's about dragons? I don't understand. No, a lot of Game of Thrones was uh, inspired by some of the historical aspects of the War of the Roses. Moving on to question four. Oh, you want me to read this I one? want you to read this one. <laughs> We're doing this together. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this wouldn't be a Valentine's Day-inspired game if we didn't talk about candy hearts. Conversation hearts, love them or hate them, have been a staple from the New England Confectioner Company since the 1800s. Its founder, Oliver Chase, accidentally created America's first candy-making machine when he switched to hearts from what other drugstore staple? He he was mixing in the bone meal and the uh, <laughs> the sugar. The chalk. Yeah. <laughs> a, a drugstore staple. All right. I don't know if you mean like pills or something, but I have a I have a guess. I think pills is too general. Yeah, my, where my head is at, like first I thought Pez, but I yeah, don't maybe. think that's that's a drugstore staple. Um, and it makes me also think of like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like indigestion tablets or whatever, like like a Tums or something or a Gaviscon. Um, I don't think that's also a drugstore staple. So I'm just going to... Tell, tells a lot about Neil. Yeah, right. It goes right to the Tums. Right to the Tums. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, drugstore staple... Um, Tic Tacs, which is not a drugstore staple, but uh, I don't take aspirin. But when I see it, like in a movie, it kind of reminds me of Candy Hearts. So yeah, I'm say aspirin. I, I think maybe it was stamping out aspirin. So unfortunately, it is not aspirin. We would have accepted lozenges or cough drops. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, we all can right. all agree that Candy Hearts are gross. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Anybody in the chat yeah. like them? I like some flavors. They're oh, socially aloof. <laughs> I do. They're, socially aloof loves they're them. Not anywhere near as bad as Necco wafers. So, oh, Necco, yeah. As long as Necco wafers exist, candy hearts to me are passable. All right, moving on to question five. Jewelry is an ever popular gift to exchange on Valentine's Day. Revenue of the world's largest jewelry company, LVMH Group, amounted to fifty-four point five billion in twenty twenty. But the LVMH group is not one company, it's two. Which two companies, which merged in 1987, comprise this organization? Uh, okay, I'm locked in because this is not my... You're not a big jewelry buyer? This is not, no. Nobody nobody buy jewelry for, really. I did get one of those diamond-encrusted Furbies, though, from uh, Uncut Gems. <laughs> for myself. This is a little gift. Uh, it's two companies. Okay, 1987. It just makes me think of like De Beers and. Um, yeah, I was pretty sure De Beers was the largest diamond company yeah. in the world. I can't think of that other one. Think the, of another one. The other one that's in the mall. Um, I haven't been to the mall in so long because of the pandemic. I cannot remember storefronts. <laughs> the um, one that every kiss begins with. Right. Jared. 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 I said K and Jared. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking of De Beers, J, Carrot, uh, Jared. Um, I also want to think of Tiffany, but I feel like they don't need to be partnered with anyone. They're so big. Um, yeah, you know what? I don't. I'll, I'll just lock in. Uh, I'm going to go De Beers and Jared. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know. My guess was going to be along the lines of actual like companies that make fine jewelry. So I was thinking of like Cartier and other you know makers. So I guess Louis Vuitton, Metal Holdings. Mm. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, you're not getting half points for half credit. It is Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. A lot of people really close. I think Louis Vuitton was very popular, um, but the M and the H was a little tricky for people. Moet, Hennessy, yeah. 
Yeah, let's see. I got 20. What about you guys? I uh, just got 10. one question right, so I'm at 10. You're so at 10. I don't 10, 10, think I'm 20. winning today. Uh, so I have 20, and then Jeff and Ken have 10. All right. Well, let's hope for some more points in the second half of this round. Uh, next question is going to be a sports question because I'm in charge and I can ask sports questions. Uh, so question six. Two NBA players with Valentine-themed names, Love and Rose, and one more with a name that I love, O.J. Mayo, were all drafted in which year? Are you locked in, Jeff? Yep, I have a guess. So. I think it's between 2008 and 2011, and I could be off. I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that means he would have been in the league for, what, over 10 years? He's, he's a veteran now. I'm going to say 2009. I went a little later because everything that I think always happened later than I thought it happened. So I said 13, but I was also playing with like 9, 10, 11, but I went 13 just because I always want to add a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it might be a little bit further back than my guess, but I said uh, 2010. So uh, Neil was the closest with 2009. It was actually 2008. Wow. Shucks. I feel good. I was close, though. Yeah, you you knew the decade. You're pretty close. Uh, All right, moving on to the next question. Uh, Which 1985 novel by Gabriel Garcia Marquez details the life of the romantically rejected Florentino who learns the hard way that unrequited love is as bad as the plague? I've got this one, gentlemen. Thank you to Jeff's Pedantics on a previous episode, which I just edited. I have the answer. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about a joke Ken made to me two years ago, which has stuck with me fondly. Didn't someone comment that it was pedantry? <laughs> yeah, we're we're being pedants. We're being obnoxious on purpose. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just got pedanted. I know this because uh, Kate Beckinsale wrote her number in the inside of this book, like I'll do for the winner of this game, and uh, for you in Serendipity, and that would be uh-huh. Love in the Time of Cholera. Yeah, I agree. Love in the Time of Cholera. Love in the Time of Corona, I mean cholera. Which is a joke Ken made to me two years ago. And then there was a movie called that. Yeah. Before the film came out. Stole my bit. I texted you immediately and I was like, where's your IP on this? Everybody's stealing my bits. We don't don't have enough for the stream, let alone for your jokes, so we need more. (laughs) Need more bits. Uh, I have it down to like three bits now, actually. It's it's unfortunate for the the stream, but it's fortunate for everybody else. And fortunate for everyone in the studio. You guys were all right. So points all around. All right, next question. Speaking of diseases, one of the most popular reality love TV franchises is The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. 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 The Bachelorette. <laughs> Welcome, y'all. Come get a row <laughs> to The Bachelorette down south. <laughs> Alabama edition. <laughs> you guys are rude. Uh, we're leaving all that in. Beginning it's in true. 2002. I got been... my famous picnic dress all for you. <laughs> uh, the Sadie Hawkins Bachelorette. Uh <laughs> Beginning in 2002, there have been 42 seasons between the two shows. Within two and out of the 42 seasons, how many Bachelor Nation couples are still together? How many How many of these couples has love conquered all? Hi, my name's Mint Julep. I love walks on the beach <laughs> and infidelity. <laughs> Mint right. Julep is the name you went with? Yeah. Sounds like a southern stripper. <laughs> it might very well be. Uh, I'm locked in over here. Uh, yeah, I'm locked in too. Looks like I went a little higher than Jeff did, though. What'd you go with? I went with six. 
I went with eight. I went with three because See, those I, shows are terrible. I believe that Love Conquers All and eight of those couples are still together. <laughs> you believe that Love Conquers All one-fifth of the time. Yeah, right. And um, you guys are just bleak. It's actually a lot closer to one-third, and I think they have a better rate than you guys picking your own uh, spouses, I imagine. The actual answer is 14. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Love does conquer so, the only so way their marriages each... ended up working is they had to have a full-time camera crew with them. They, they would they would just be so embarrassed at the public backlash at their at their. Uh... Oh, nobody nobody really believes in the Bachelor as a matchmaking service. Everyone was picking two and three, but you know what? They're they're doing pretty good actually. All right, pretty good. <laughs> All right, moving on to question nine. This flower is the state flower of the Peace Garden State, and sounds like what an out of control Laura Ingalls Wilder would give out on the Bachelorette. I have a guess. I'm just going to combine all three clues. So it's not the rose, like they do give out on The Bachelorette, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, state flower of the Peace Garden State. I don't know what, which state is the Peace Garden. Well, the Garden State's New Jersey. Thank you, Zach Braff. Um, <laughs> that was very helpful, I don't Jeff. know what the Peace Garden State is, though. Yeah, what's the difference between the Garden State and the Peace Garden State? It's One a different state. Fighting. There's fighting a lot <laughs> in the Garden <laughs> Uh, the Laura. garden has daily brawls. <laughs> Just like the, it's like Madison Square, right? They have they have bouts in, there from in time the old, to time in the alley. Um, Peace Garden State. Or Laura Ingalls Wilder sounds so familiar. Um, I'm just famous gonna, gardener. Yeah, famous gardener. Uh, very wild. Just trying to screw this man over. Um, I'm just going to go with a movie that I uh, like quite a bit, and I'm going to say Magnolia. All right. Mm. I believe that that's South tree. Carolina. Um, I'm gonna say the wild prairie rose. Yeah, if she's out of control and she's living in a little house in the prairie. You didn't go the Anne of Green Gables route. No. Yeah, I too said prairie rose, but just a guess. Uh, I'm gonna give points for prairie rose and wild rose, but Ken is the most correct. It is the wild prairie rose. I I refuse to allow Jeff points for skipping one of your clues. <laughs> You know what's funny about the, the, clues. the Wild Prairie Rose? Not as long of a song as the Desert Rose by Sting. That song goes on for a long time. Yeah. Your favorite song. That's right. Jeff, Jeff, if you have any integrity, you will not take points on this question. And as we all know, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Take your points and know that if it's a tie, that I have bested you. Why don't you wrestle for it? We will. <laughs> <laughs> we only we only wrestle for fun, not for points. That's fair. Uh, so we're going to end the first round with question 10. Valentine's Day is celebrated differently across the world, believe it or not. In Japan, Valentine's Day is celebrated typically by the women who gift men confectionaries, the quality of which indicates one's true feeling. Men return the favor a month later on their own holiday, known as what? Which sounds like it should be hosted on a beach by P. Diddy every year. I think I I think I I've heard of this, in. but I don't I can't remember the name of it. I know the story. I just read about this too. I'm just trying to think of the P Diddy in. That's my only in. I always I thought it was a fire festival joke. Knowing Matt, yeah, I the, the P Diddy clue has actually thrown me off a bit because I don't understand that. Oh, I'm so out of it. I'm just gonna put I'm gonna put the show is called All About the Benjamins. Yeah, and I put uh, Fire Fest Day. I think it's got something to do with the color or lack of color white. Um, so I think it's like white day or shiro day because I uh, think they give white chocolate. Oh, that totally makes sense. Now he he throws white parties where everyone wears white. Oh, that's good. good oh, you guys got to it together. It is white day. 
This is why we're better as a team. Because then I could have, when you said white, <laughs> you could have like, just yeah. stole my answer. Well, I could have been like, he throws. Yeah, we're white better parties. as a team because because I can steal your answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after the first round, it looks like scores are going to be Jeff with thirty, uh, also uh, with thirty, me. So we're tied over here, and in the lead right now, Ken with forty points. I'm trying to show the leaderboard, but I can't figure it out. Um, so before, I'm just going to read some some uh, some of the leaders right now. So no better social distancing than the Atlantic Ocean in first place with 80 points. I 80? Choo -choo yeah, crushing it. Jeez. Uh, in second with 60 is I Choo Choo Choose You. Uh, also tied with 60 is the Aardvark Maniacs. Uh, coming in fourth right now is Blacklight Attack, Hip Hop, or hippo hip hop hip obscure reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you give her the easy ones. Uh hip obscure reference. I eventually got there. El Guapo. Oh. Master Peas. Answer Smash Burgers all with fifty. Uh tied for ninth place with forty is harp shaped macabs. What is this? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I can't read. Uh there's no <laughs> B. Whatever. There's no I in team, but today there are three. Uh, too tired for creativity. And then in 12th is Have Merson. Have Mercy, I think, or something. Have, have Merkin? <laughs> uh, Amanda Hug and Kiss, the classic. Uh, Lavender Gooms, Mickey Lou, NFL Diversity Council. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> And Sam all with 30. With 20 is the team team. Take a pizza, my heart, which I love. BFF. Pavlov's dog. Uh, my beagle is cuter than your honor roll student. Legitimate political discourse. And just hanging out. And that is the entire scoreboard. Right. What great names by everyone. Bravo. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on today, the most romantic day of the year, we uh, put our keys in the fishbowl and uh, find out who we're swinging with. Oh, I thought that's the swing round. That's where we store them. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and today's swing round is going to be all about love ballads. Uh, I'm going to give you the year, uh, a notable quote from the song, and you just got to tell me the song. Uh, I'm going to do 10 of those. They're going to be worth five points apiece. You guys ready? Sure. All right. Number one, the year 1994. You became the light on the dark side of me. Love remained a drug, that's the high and not the pill. Number two, the year 1970. Like a fool, I went and stayed too long. Now I'm wondering if your love's still strong. Oh, baby, here I am. Number three, the year 1984. This mountain I must climb feels like a world upon my shoulders. Through the clouds I see love shine. Keeps me warm as life grows colder. Number four, the year 1992. I hope life treats you kind, and I hope you have all your dream, all you've dreamed of. Oh, that's not good. And I'm wishing you joy and happiness, but above all this, I wish you love. Number five, year 1977. I feel wonderful because I see the love light in your eyes and the wonder of it all is that you just don't realize how much I love you. Number six, year 1999. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm so in love with you. It just keeps getting better. I want to spend the rest of my life with you by my side forever and ever. Number seven, year 2003. 
It's the way that you know what I thought I knew. It's the beat that my heart skips when I'm with you, but I still don't understand just how your love can do what no one else can. Number eight, the year 2011. How can I love when I'm afraid to fall, but watching you stand alone, all of my doubts suddenly goes away somehow one step closer. Number nine, year 2015. I'm hurting, baby. I'm broken down. I need your loving, loving. I need it now. <laughs> uh, number 10, year 2010. You know, you know, you know. I never ask you to change. If perfect is what you're searching for, then just stay the same. So let's uh, take a break and try to figure these song lyrics out, and we'll be right back after a short break. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are back from break. Uh, these were pretty challenging, but let's see how the other guys did and our at-home competitors. All right. Uh, question one was a song from 1994. Um, I'm not going to redo that for you. What, what did you guys have? Um, that was uh, Kiss by Rose. Yeah. Uh, kiss by or Kiss from? Kiss from know. a Rose? I said I, Seal. I said, uh, yeah, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. It is Kiss from a Rose. I'm giving myself points because this is literally <laughs> the only one that I understood. So, uh, You guys are, yeah, and that's even for earlier Jeff taking those points. So I think you guys are back to it. Uh, question two from 1970. Uh, now they're wondering where the love's still strong. Oh, baby, where am I? Or here I am. Uh, what'd you guys say? I said, let's get it on. Uh, I, I guessed fooled around and fell in love. Uh, when mm -hmm. I heard uh, Here I Am, Baby, it made me think of Sign Sealed Delivered by um, Stevie Wonder. <sighs> it is Sign Sealed Delivered by Stevie Wonder. Points for Neil. Uh, question three. Uh, this mountain I must climb. Where are they climbing this mountain? What's the song? Uh, I said uh, Keep On Loving You by REO Speedwagon. I said When a Man Loves a Woman. Uh, this one I know well from the musical Rock of Ages. I believe it's Foreigners. I want to know what love is. Well, of course, Neil's going to dominate this round. Is I know I want to know what love is by Foreigner. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, number four. I hope life treats you kind, and I hope you have all you've dreamed of. What is this song? It's got to be uh, Heaven Isn't Too Far Away by Warrant. Ah, see, I said uh, Good Riddance by uh, Green Day. Green Day, yeah. Uh, this one, uh, first concert I ever saw as a young child, I put uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. 
from The Bodyguard, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Did you really see Whitney Houston as a child? That was my first concert. Wow, that's a good one. (laughs) Number five, I Feel Wonderful Because I See the Love Light in Your Eyes. What's that song? I'm going to say that's uh, Tangerine Speedo by Caviar. See, I said Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. I said uh, Cherry Pie by Warrant. (laughs) (laughs) One of the greatest love ballads of all time. The wedding song, Cherry Pie. <laughs> this is actually wonderful tonight by Eric Clapton. I believe Jeff the uh, I believe the uh, the winners of Bachelorette Alabama did have Cherry Pie <laughs> as their first dance at their wedding. So, <laughs> all right. So number six um, was from 1999. I don't know how you do what you do. I'm so in love with you. Uh, what is this song? Um, let's say. Uh, uh, warrant again. I said, "Hit me, baby, one more time." Britney Spears. Uh, I danced to this one in 1999. Uh, I put "Amazed" by Lone Star. Neil is correct again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Number seven from 2003. Uh, it's the way that you know what I thought I knew. It's the beat that my heart skips when I'm with you. Beautiful lyrics. Who is that written by? What's the song? That's "I Knew I Loved You Before I Met You" by Savage Garden. Yeah. See, I I just went "Kiss Me" by Sixpence None the Richer. Mm, what is it, Neil? You know. No, I this one I couldn't figure. It out. I I was so close, but I couldn't figure it out. So um, I said it was uh, "She's So High" by Tal Bachman. I was hoping that was on here somewhere. <laughs> Another classic. This one is actually "Crazy in Love" by Beyonce. Oh, okay. oh Colleen's gonna be angry. That's kind of our song. And I, Wow, screwed that one up. That's your song. Well, we don't have a song, but that one when we first started dating, we, we heard all the time, like as a, um, not an omen, but whatever you'd call it, like a, yeah, yeah, the yeah. opposite of an omen, a good omen. <laughs> <laughs> so a good omen. A good omen. Yeah, there you go. All right, number eight was from 2011. How can I love when I'm afraid to fall? But watching you stand alone. What's this song? Uh, Pitbull. I said uh, "Free Falling" by Tom Petty. <laughs> Um, I said, uh, uh, shake your ass. Juvenile. <laughs> that, not mystical. mystical. I mean, mystical, excuse me. Was, how yeah. dare you, sir? Yeah, incorrect. Uh, the answer we were looking for was a thousand years. But watch yourself. <laughs> shake. Like Cr- Christina Perry is the artist there. I don't oh, know. Oh, that that's oh, Christina Perry. Okay. Yes. Uh, question uh, number nine was 2015. I'm hurting, baby. I'm broken down. What's this song? Lil Nas X. Uh, I said, kiss me again, but this time I said, Ed Sheeran. Uh, I said, everybody in the club getting tipsy. Oh, you guys, this was Sugar by Maroon 5. Sugar. <laughs> nah. Classic. Classic. Uh, last one, number uh, number 10 in 2010. You know, you know, you know, I never ask you to change. Uh, what is this song? It's uh, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, so I said, love will tear us apart. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, Mr. Uh, Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are. It is Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. Okay, after the swing round, it looks like uh, Jeff picked up uh, 10 points, so he's bringing his total to 40. Ken picked up 5 points, bringing his total to 45. And I picked up uh, 30 points, bringing my total to 60. So we got 60 to 45 to 40. BS. I do feel like if uh, I do very poorly and Neil does very well, that's very on brand for... For, you know, the holiday for the two of us. That's true. Well, I mean, if it's pop culture stuff, I, I have a little bit of an advantage. But as you said, I still don't know what the, or as I said, I still don't know what the War of the Roses is. So Great. You guys ready for round two? Let's do it. 
All right, question one in round two. While love may be blind, the umpire who threw out Bobby Valentine certainly wasn't, as he saw right through his mustache and fake glasses disguise after returning to the bench after a previous ejection. Which National League team that began play in 1962 was Bobby Valentine managing at the time of this all-time baseball blooper? All right. I'm in with a guess. Me too. So this one, I don't know if Coach Hans is still playing, which is Marcus Ellis from the Bench Wars Trivia Podcast, but I was recently on the show, and there was a question that I thought was a, a link about wrestlers, because um, there was like a, a Valentine, and there was um, a Nash or something like that. Um, and I'm trying to remember who was the coach of the team, and I'm, mix- I'm mixing it up because I know the retired numbers of the Yankees, like the first 10, and I can't remember if it was a Yankees manager or it was um, – oh, no, National League, he said. So – is this the Padres or is – I can't remember if the Angels are National League. No, they're not. They're American, I think. Oh, I'm so at a loss now. You're on a sports trivia podcast? I was on a sports trivia podcast. And, uh, <laughs> As you can see, it was misguided. I studied really hard for it too. I, I didn't make any jokes because I studied really hard to be a good teammate. Um, I remember Bobby Valentine. I'm, uh, you know what? I'm going to lock in with the San Diego Padres. Uh, I went just a little north of that, and I said, I know they played before that, but they started in the 50s or 60s in L.A., so I said the L.A. Dodgers. I said the the D-backs. Well, you guys were all on the wrong side of the country. This was actually the New York Mets. Hmm. Oh, okay. Where Uh, Keith Hernandez got uh, hit with uh, some spit. Or no, I guess (laughs) Newman. He was the spitter. That's right. Newman and Kramer got hit with spit. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. That is one magical loogie. (laughs) All right, question two. Unbeknownst to him at the time, William Shakespeare's classic tragedy, Romeo and Juliet, would inspire a tradition of writing letters to the famed heroine, often with stories of love and heartache. Each year, Juliet's secretaries read through each and respond, selecting one winner for the Cara Giulietta Award, the prize for which includes a trip to which city, the setting of Shakespeare's work. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of the, there's a movie called Letters to Juliet with Amanda Seyfried, um, where she finds letters. Um, Shakespeare is usually in Verona, um, for the most part. I still, I think it's a real city. I'm trying to think if there's a fake city in Verona. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm just going to go with Verona. I think you're probably right. We, I said Venice. Yeah, I didn't know if it was real or not either, but I said Verona. Well, it is a very real city, uh, and it is the answer. So Verona was what we were looking for. My downfall begins. Actually, it began with the swing run, but it continues. It continues. <laughs> the continued downfall. Gravity is being a cruel, cruel mistress. All right, question three. You may know this woman from her 11th century wild ride, even though there is doubt the event actually took place. Who is this fabled woman who shares her name with a delightful Valentine's Day treat? Yep, I know it before that, and I definitely know it now. Mr. Toads, rest in peace. That yeah, ride is Mr. no longer around at yeah, uh, Disney what World. What a shame. What a shame. Yeah. It's Winnie the Pooh now? Something like that. I don't know. I definitely remember it. From I was on the Winnie the Pooh one. My childhood is Mr. Toad Wild. No, Mr. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is still there. We just were on it. Disney so. World? Are you sure? Oh, Disneyland. Disney World? We're talking Disney World. Oh. All right. So uh, probably one of the better chocolate companies is Lady Godiva. Yeah, I, I know the Beatles said the children were at her feet, and that's how I know Lady Godiva. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I didn't think of that angle. I just went with Mary, Queen of Scots. 
Oh, so close, Neil. No, it was Lady Godiva. <laughs> one of the chocolates, the Bloody Mary, is one of my favorites. Mm. Mm. Just a just a chocolate filled with a cherry that just oozes out when you bite into it. There you go. All right, question four. The longest marriage in recorded history is 86 years, according to Guinness Book of World Records. Traditional anniversary gifts go all the way up to 60 years. I want you to name me any combination of traditional gifts which add up to 80 years. Any two... Any two that, that add up to 80 years, you said. Yeah, I'm just going to lock in. Uh, I, I never remember these. I know they're in trivia all the time, like wood and wool or what the other ones are. So I'm just going to say. Year one is paper. Paper. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say silver and platinum. I have no idea. I'm saying wood and diamond. Uh, I said silver and gold because I think gold's 50 maybe. So I thought maybe silver was 30. I think it's probably 25, but whatever. Okay, so your possible answers could be China and Diamond for 20 and 60, Silver and Emerald for 25 and 55, 30 is Pearl and 50 is Gold, so you could have Pearl and Gold, 35 and 45, Coral and Sapphire, or two rubies at 40 years apiece. All right, question five. Herbie the Love Bug has been warming the hearts of moviegoers since 1968. In 2005's Herbie Fully Loaded, this sometimes controversial actress buys Herbie from a scrapyard before various automobile hijinks ensue. She's much nicer in this one than the mean girl she played in the movie right before it. We are locked in. Was she one of the mean girls? Really? Well, for a short period of time, I she guess was. she was. Yeah. yeah, not initially. She had an arc of becoming a mean girl, but then becoming back to normal. It wasn't like the name of their club; it was the name of the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm liking it as well. Uh, yeah, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I think Lindsay went and fetched that from the graveyard. So we said, uh, "I said Lindsay." Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Yeah. And the answer is Lindsay Lohan. Now, which which one of was it? Her or her twin that was in Mean Girls? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Maybe they recorded this at the same time. Looks like after the first five questions in the second round, the scores are getting closer. Ken is at 65. Uh, Jeff is at 70. And I'm at 80. So we're all right there for the for the taking here. Yeah, it looks like uh, round two is playing a little easier than round one, which is good. You guys feeling a little better about yourselves, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right, question six. Looking for love in the 90s was a lot more difficult than it is today. You had to actually go out and talk to people in person. Or you could turn to MTV Singled Out. The dating show was originally hosted by Jenny McCarthy and this man, who went on to become a trailblazer in the field of talking about a TV show for an hour. I can lock in. I just said Carson Daly because he was all over the place. Oh, I almost said Carson Daly, but then the talking about a TV show for an hour rings more true for Chris Hardwick. Ah. I also went with Chris Hardwick. And the answer was Chris Hardwick. Is that because he hosted like uh, Talking Talking Thrones and Talking yeah. Dead? Yeah. All right. Moving on to question seven. When making Valentine's Day plans, one of the last people you would want to invite is this heartbreaker of a wrestler. He is usually okay to bring around come March and April when he is known to rise to the occasion as Mr. WrestleMania. That's who wrote that question. <laughs> uh, I can lock in over here. Uh, was it Jane? Fingers crossed. I, I have a guess. Jane's long and storied uh, wrestling career. Oh, oh I look like, it looks like I'm right. Really? From looking at Neil's paper. Uh, that means I'm probably wrong again. <laughs> I just said Heartbreak Hogan. Uh, I went with Hogan. The, the man with the luxurious long hair, uh, Shawn Michaels. 
yeah, I believe Heartbreaker is in his song. Uh, it's the pose that Jeff does every time we record uh, when he does his, uh, I don't know what you call this, but you show the Flex. guns and then you, you do like a lunge. Uh, see, I said Shawn Michaels. Uh, yep, the answer is the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I knew his, his bit at least was like being being the like romantic boy. Yeah, yeah, and he always had like uh, sunglasses and earrings and weird leather jackets. You know, the romantic boy, like he'd, everybody says. He'd ride in on a horse, rose in his what would teeth. You, what would you say? What's a better way to say? Like a... Sweetheart. Lothario? Like a Lothario, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But who, would, who would kick you in the face? Would kick, he's drop, not, kick he's you in not the head. a boy toy. Right. No, so definitely not. That's in his in his theme song, and we did have someone answer "Bad Bunny," which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> They're just pandering at that point. <laughs> they know who I am. Uh, points for Bad Bunny, obviously. All right, we got my my wrestling question out of the way. So thank you everyone for for indulging me for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, moving on to the next question, question eight. Uh, when I think of romantic desserts, red velvet cake comes to mind. Contrary to some people's opinion, red velvet is not red because of food coloring. Instead, it's a result of a chemical reaction of which three key ingredients? I don't actually know what's in red velvet. I've eaten it plenty of times, but isn't there um? Oh, I'm going to lock in. Let these guys talk. Chocolate, blood. Wasn't there? Bl- no, wasn't there blood, in, blood in like in. old, old recipes? Blood like the pudding. original. Re- Anyways. Um, I mean, I've chocolate, had chocolate, beets, beet juice. Ooh, beet juice. I like it. And sugar. I don't okay. think it's right. So I'll just steal that answer. <laughs> um. I'm only thinking of this from the British baking show stuff that I, I watch, but I have a feeling it's like vinegar, cardamom, because there's always cardamom. Um, yeah, there's always cardamom. Uh, vinegar, <laughs> um, uh, milk of some kind. I I don't know if you have of to be poppy. more specific. Vinegar, milk, and uh, cocoa. No, wait, not cocoa powder. Would it be cocoa puffs? Cocoa powder. Yeah, I'll say cocoa powder, milk, and or buttermilk and vinegar. Is that all three of you? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, the answer I'm looking for was buttermilk, vinegar, and cocoa powder. Neil so you know, got it right. I'm finally, you know, learning Neil. something from all the baking shows and watching, even though I can't bake. <laughs> all you gotta do is try. That's I did make some scones, uh, Paul Hollywood scones that are on YouTube. Very easy. But well, Colleen and I put the wrong type of sugar in them, so they did not taste which, great. Which type did you put in? We put in. Um, it, it needed caster sugar, and we put in... What the hell is caster sugar? It's like a British type of sugar, I, I guess, but I, I put in... Uh, what did we put in? We put in um, uh, dust... Not dusting sugar. Powdered sugar. Powdered sugar? sugar. Yeah. Oh, powdered you can't, sugar. can't do that. Yeah, it, it was not good. It looked nice, but it was not good. I'm surprised how many people think that there are beets in, <laughs> in red velvet cake. Maybe not vegan, right? A lot of people right? put in beets. Vegan version, maybe? Perhaps. Hmm. Well, there you go. How many people uh, answered blood? <laughs> uh, several actually. How so many people have had blood in their cake? Uh, Clifford. A blood cake? Wow. All right. Question number nine. According to various studies, teachers are the biggest recipients of Valentine's, which I assume extends to tutors. And they have this king to thank, who officially declared February 14th St. Valentine's Day in the 16th century. Now, if only I knew who the tutor kings were, anyways. <laughs> But I don't. Was, was that a clue? So I'm going to just say Henry VIII. I also 
said Henry VIII. 1500s, I think. That's got to be my guess. I hope my Bake Off knowledge is correct because they always talk about Tudors. They make Tudor cakes almost every season. Henry VIII was obsessed with his pastries. So British. Um, and they, they make cakes that he used to eat. So I'm going with Henry VIII. That show is outrageously British. Mm-hmm. All right. After doing some research, it looks like I should click on one more link. Uh, the answer I had was King Henry VII, um, but it's being reported that it's King Henry VIII. So I am accepting both seventh and eighth. I think that they work together to make Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't think kings do that. Um, they wouldn't have been king at the same time, that's for sure. So technically correct is eighth, but seventh and eighth will be acceptable for purposes of the live answers. We'll have to do yeah. a little digging, but uh, right. so eighth, eighth is eighth sounds correct. Eighth is interesting because that would be a catholic saint and that would have been before he split with the church then so that must have been love letters he was writing to Anne boleyn before he's like nah i need out thank you for mm. adding confusion to the <laughs> to well, the we're already doing a live game so i wanted to make this as complicated as possible and <laughs> just really make it hard on myself question 10 despite reviews that would normally not have people speeding to the theater the movie Valentine's Day made over $200 million. This actress was probably regretting turning down the proposal of a lead role that eventually went to Julia Roberts. I'm locked Who is in. this actress? Oh. I'm locked in as well. I have no idea. Is the hint the proposal? One Sand, of, one Sandra of Bullock would be my guess then. Jane says I put too many clues in. There's also the speed hint in there as well, Jeff. Uh, ah, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, sure like Ken, I went Sandra Bullock. I if you, Sandra Bullock. If you asked me about my perfect date, then I would have known it. Okay, so I said Sandra Bullock. Would you believe that I originally had a miscongeniality clue as well? I do believe <laughs> that. I believe it just, as well, yeah. Just in case. Uh, but yes, yeah, Sandra Bullock is the answer. Uh, great job on picking up on my uh, many, many clues that, that got you there. Going into the final round, uh, the scores are Jeff picked up 20 points the second half there, bringing his total to 90 to wager with. Ken picked up 30 points, bringing his wager to 95. Uh, and I picked up 50 points, bringing my total to 130. So we need to hear those final round categories to see how we're going to wager. All right. Your final round categories are My Chemical Romance, Guns and Roses, Heart, Meet me at the altar and kiss. Love these categories, by the way. Our wagers are now in, so let's go ahead and get the questions. All right. In My Chemical Romance, modern science brings down romantic love into three categories, lust, attraction, and attachment. The brain releases which two hormones during the attachment phase? In Guns N' Roses. Well, this is a Valentine's Day game, so of course we're going to ask a St. Valentine's Day massacre question. It's rumored that on February 14, 1929, members of the Northside gang were slain on the orders of Al Capone. Which weapon did they use to deliver this message? In heart. The first ever heart-shaped box of chocolates was crafted by which chocolatier? In Meet Me at the Altar. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the most expensive wedding of all time occurred in 2004 and cost a paltry $55 million. If you were lucky enough to get an invite, you would meet Venetia Matal and Amit Bhatia at the altar in which French town? If you stuck around after the wedding is over, you might have caught the Congress of France gathering to vote on constitutional revisions at the Chateau. In Kiss. 
When people talk about dynasties over the past 20 years, you hear about the New England Patriots and the Spurs winning at both the beginning and the twilight of Tim Duncan's career. You rarely hear about this dynamic duo, however, who won the MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss four years in a row, setting a record that I'm sure is unlikely to be beaten anytime soon. All right. Those are the questions. We'll think about these and we'll be right back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah, the show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. And the answers are now in. Let's see how it all works out for us. Hopefully we can take Neil down a peg, right? Mm. Jeff? Jeff, hello? I'll try. Jeff? <laughs> I was All not right. hopeful, so. <laughs> All right. Well, in the category of My Chemical Romance, I'm looking for those two uh, hormones released during the attachment phase. What did you guys have? I said uh, two hormones that I could definitely use more of, oxytocin and dopamine. Uh, I wagered... Uh, Five points. Uh, I wagered 10. Thank you for the reminder. Oh, no problem. I wagered five points, and uh, I just said Belky and Larry because I had no idea. <laughs> what is that? Uh, from, from Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers, so. yeah. Uh, I wagered mm-hmm. 10. I was. I think dopamine, I'm pretty sure when you're um, can't believe, can't believe I'm falling in love is oxytocin, but that's what I guessed too, so. Well, dopamine is correct, but the other one we were looking for was norepinephrine. Oh, norepinephrine. I had that on my list with serotonin as well as possibles. All right, in Guns N' Roses, which weapon were they using? All right, for another 10 points, I'm going to say the Thompson, also known as the Tommy Gun. Yep, uh, for five points, I said it was the Chicago Typewriter, which is also known as the Tommy Gun. Yep, I agree, Thompson Submachine Gun. It's the the Chicago Typewriter, see? (laughs) That's my favorite, like, nickname (laughs) of anything. It's so good. 
Oh, you guys were definitely 100% there. Uh, moving on to heart. Uh, who made that first heart-shaped box? Um, for another 10 points, uh, another Chicago question, I'm going to say Fannie Mae. Yeah, I went another five points, conservative. Uh, I was between Fannie Mae and Cadbury because I don't know the story, and uh, I figured Fannie Mae was – I knew a little bit about Fannie Mae, so I went Cadbury. Yeah, I wager 10 on this one. Originally, I had Nirvana, but uh, then I switched it to Fannie Mae. Oh, the answer was Cadbury. Hmm. Neil. Figured Matt would trick us with a non-Chicago one. He knows, so. he knows his love. We can't, we can't beat the man. <laughs> At his own game. <laughs> All right, and meet me at the altar. I'm looking for that little French town with the chateau. For 10 points, I said Versailles. Yeah, for five points, I immediately my gut said Versailles and just went with it. Yeah, uh, we believe the palace was at Versailles. So for 10, I said Versailles. All wrong. And, <laughs> and Versailles is correct. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's palace at Versailles, which is where the palace gets its name from. All right, and wrapping it up with Kiss, um, who was this dynamic duo known for their their uh, propensity for kissing? All right, uh, for my last 10 points, I said it's got to be Batman and uh, Princess Diana, also known as Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. I went 10 points on this one because uh, I was hoping it'd be about a kiss. Um, very quickly, my favorite Robert Pattinson story was that he was getting stalked by someone, and instead of complaining or calling the police, he invited them out on a date. And true story, he he uh, bored, bored, them. bored them with uh, his life, <laughs> and they never called him again. So I said Robert Pattinson and like Kristen Stewart. On purpose, or, on or purpose. He was just that boring. Well, no, well, on purpose, he just complained of things that he that his life stunk about or whatever, and and they just didn't like that, and they stopped calling him. Yeah, I for ten points, I remember the juggernaut that was at least four stupid Twilight films. Uh, so I said, our pats and case do. Case do. Oh I want to give you no points for that, but I will because <laughs> the answer was pats and Kristen Stewart. All right. Well, with that, I brought my score all the way up to 105, Neil. It's pretty close. What about you, Jeff? Um, I added uh, 30. So whatever that is. Not enough. 120. I think today's cream of the crop. I for the first time in my life I bet conservative. I picked up twenty, bringing my total to one fifty. Neil, you're today's cream of the crop. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are. Well done, Neil. Thank you. But the real cream of the crop today are those who tuned into our live stream and played with us on Triv Now. Thank you so much, everybody, for doing that. Yeah, and thank you to everyone uh, for understanding any technical difficulties. It was the first time we tried it, just to get a lay of the land. Uh, but a, a huge thank you to Matt and Jane for putting Absolutely. this all together. Thank you for writing the game. I think this is the right one. There we go. Oh, Almost hit the wrong we one. did it. Thank you so I... much. Doesn't make any sense. Why is the green button a sad noise? Oh, geez. Jeff will not leave it alone. Uh, you're welcome. It was so great to write this game. Uh, thanks, everyone, for playing. Uh, the winners um, of the TrivNow live stream were No Better Social Distancing, continuing their dynasty run of online trivia. Uh, I feel like they win every single one that we go into. Uh, in second place was the NFL Diversity Council, and I choo-choo-choose you to be third. Uh, great job to everyone who played along and putting up with our numerous technical difficulties and antics on a weekly basis mm -hmm. and thanks again to jane for uh kind of running the tech side of things it sounds like you <laughs> helped matt out quite a bit 
Oh, yeah, I don't think I want to do this professionally. <laughs> That's for sure. I was like, man, this is hard. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll bring a uh, we'll bring a uh, professional in to help us a out. Consultant, next time. yeah, consultant. Jason. Jason, maybe uh, Jason. maybe your brother. Yeah, we, we, knows. we can do that. And we Somebody saw we saw all the comments on Twitch, and we thank everyone for for being very understanding uh, for any hiccups that we had, and and uh, you know not uh, throwing you know what what would you call it? Not, I was gonna say meatballs, but that's not a term. Shade for throwing shade. Yeah, no no shade coming at us. A lot it, of positivity despite some technical glitches. So thank you very much. Yeah, we, we appreciate that, especially for a free game that comes out uh, every week. And that'll do it. So Matt, you want to take us out here? That's you. Yes, I want to do that. <laughs> take us out, Matt. And then after we're off the air, take me out. All right. Okay, so thank you again, everyone who, who tuned in. And thanks again to Ken, Neil, Jeff, Jane. I was Matt. That was Valentine's Triviality. Good luck, everybody. I hope I explained the rules right. Otherwise... This has just been a complete and total disaster. So...